Welcome to the Victory Life Church Podcast. We believe it's important to present an uncomplicated and uncluttered view of Christ and how we should live. We hope this podcast inspires you and helps build your faith. If you ever find yourself in the area, come check us out. For more information on services and events, visit us at vlcministries.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at VLC Plantation. Our church family tuning in online. Can we welcome our first-time guests here in the room? Thank you for being here. My name is Jacob, and I'm one of the pastors here. And you showed up to the the early service, the 9:30 service. Man, tell the person next to you, I can't believe you're still awake. Because I know it was a little little more challenging getting up early. But thank you for being here. Thank you for celebrating with us. I want to take you back to 1990. In the 90s, some of you were probably uh, still in school. Maybe you were getting married. Maybe you started having kids. Anybody started to have kids in the 1990s? You, you were probably supersizing your McDonald's meals for the very first time in the 90s, by the way. Or maybe you were sitting on the couch watching a show that just came out called Friends. Or maybe you were watching the O.J. Simpson verdict. I don't know what you were watching, but the 1990s for me, I was just a kid. Anybody else? You were just a kid. That's when you were born. And I was trying to figure out who I was, trying to, some of you were lying, I, I saw that. Uh, I was just trying to figure out who I was, and, you know, I was raised up in a pastor, so many of you know my dad, who has been leading this church for 25 years, and, uh, yeah, come on. Believe it or not, he told me the other day, he said, this is the first Easter service that I'm not preaching. And I said, Dad, I may not preach as good as you, but I'll try my best. Um, but, uh, man, I, I grew up in a Christian home, and me and my three other siblings at the time, and maybe you know what it's, know what it's like, because you had some friends who were pastor's kids, and we were either really, really sheltered, or we were really horrible. And uh, I was, some of us in my family were the, that, that side, but I was, I was on this side. But I was trying to figure out who I was, and you know, I, I got into middle school, and I started to discover some of the things that I had been missing out on. And I said, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't learn that in church. Can anybody go back to that moment where you started to discover some things that your parents didn't teach you? The things that your parents said abstain from or don't touch or don't look or don't do that. And here I was in middle school surrounding myself with some friends who uh, were not of God. I'm reminded of the passage in Proverbs 13, verse 20. It says, you want to be wise? Hang with the wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. And so I discovered what it was to, to suffer harm because I was hanging out with some fools. I would get into high school and, man, life was good for me. You know, I was playing sports. I was dating a few girls and not at the same time. Uh, but I, I just was like, man, life is good. This is, this is great. I knew church. I grew up in church. You know, Jesus died on a cross for me. Sure. He rose from the grave. Sure. He forgave me my sins. Sure. But, but uh, it wasn't really real for me because how many of you know that um, if, if, if it's not real to you, you probably have not experienced it yourself. Because I, it's one thing to see something, it's one thing to hear something, but it's a whole other thing to experience it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so I would begin to experience that. When I met a, a guy by the name of Kevin, Kevin showed up to church one day, he was a friend of a friend, and Kevin was far from God. Kevin, he, you know, he had a dysfunctional family like many of us have, dysfunctional families. He was, he, was in, he was in the world, he was doing a bunch of things he shouldn't have done, and he came into church and he just clearly did not fit. And uh, then he came to my house, and I was like, 
you're coming to my house? I, I told my friend, you're inviting Kevin to my house? Like, we don't want anything to do with this kid. But clearly God had a plan for his life because when you go to the preacher's house, guess who's going to start preaching? The preacher. And there Kevin was, thought he was going to have a good time. And he was out there in the back patio with my dad where my dad would begin to share with Kevin about Jesus, about what Jesus did on the cross, about how all your past mistakes can be forgiven today. And on that day, Kevin gave his heart to the Lord. And Kevin radically changed. But that's not the end because Kevin would not just become my best friend, but we would adopt him into my family. He would become my brother. Kevin's life, his radical transformation became a big part of my story at 19 years old. When I said, God, if you can forgive Kevin of his past, then I can have a past forgiven too. Because it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter who you've done it with, and it doesn't matter who you've done it to, your past today can be forgiven by the blood of Jesus today. So not only did God forgive me in my past, not only did I have a past forgiven, but I had a purpose for living. God began to show me that. I had a purpose for living. I would soon uh, have this idea of maybe walking in the footsteps of my dad and my brother who were both ministers. And I was like, God, I, I, you know, I can do sports and I can play music, but I, I'm not going to, what am I going to preach about? And God was like, preach about me. You don't have to share your story, just share my story. And so I began to do exactly that at 20 years old. I started serving full-time at a church. I was preaching about how God loves you and how he can forgive you. I was preaching on Wednesday nights at youth group. I was preaching on, uh, at lunchtime at the public schools. Man, man God, God was good. And I started to walk in the purposes and the plans that he had for me. There's a passage in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, for we are God's handiwork. Come on, how many of you know that you are God's handiwork? He has knitted you, he has created you in Christ Jesus. Not so you can live selfishly, not so you can live for yourself, not so you can make a lot of money or pay bills, but so that you can do good works. Works that he has prepared in advance for us to do. God had prepared in advance for me to have a purpose. And then he, he realized that I couldn't do this on my own and that I needed a better half. And that was then at that church that I met this girl. She was cute. And I remember telling my buddy, I was like, hey, you don't know who this girl is. She's got the same name as my mom. It's kind of weird, but I'm going to marry that girl. I'm going to marry her. And so I asked her if she'd marry me. And she, she said yes. And uh, we got married. And we've been married now for eight years. And I've got three little kids. And, uh, man, God is pivoting my purpose not to just pastoring a church, but now pastoring my little ones. I sit in the car every day with my five-year-old, and he's like, Daddy, what did Jesus do? And I'm like, all right, let me explain it to you, Judah. So, so God sent his son Jesus because everybody in this earth deserved a spanking, like an eternal spanking. And, and then God sent his son to be spanked for you. And he said, for me? I say, yeah, for you. God sent his son to be spanked for you. And so, so God is good. He is not just forgiving me of my past but he has allowed me to start walking in purpose. And maybe you're here today and you've got a lot of mistakes in your life that you need forgiven. And you don't have a purpose right now. You're trying to figure what that looks like. Can I tell you that God will give you purpose? For he knows the plans he has for you. He created you on purpose for purpose. Is anybody thankful that you have been made on purpose? Anybody thankful that you have been made for purpose? But not just that. You have a past forgiven. you got a purpose for living. And then I began to discover that I had a home in heaven. It says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, that our citizenship, for those in Christ Jesus, our citizenship is not here on this earth, but it is in heaven. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the Bible also says that if our earthly tent, 
If our earthly homes, if they are destroyed, there is a building from God. There is a building from God in heaven, an eternal house in heaven just for you. And I don't know about you today, but God has a plan for you. He's forgiven you of your past. He's ready for you to start walking in purpose. Some of you know what that's like. And he's ready to remind you that you don't have to live on this place and six feet under for the rest of your life. But you can live in heaven. And maybe you're here today and you're like, man, that sounds good. I don't want to die and live in a grave. I want to have a, a building in heaven. Great, you can have that. But, but I got to tell you about something because the Bible is very clear about how to get that. Because you have to live in surrender. You have to live in submission to God. And, and you, have, you have to submit under him and say, Lord, forgive me of all that I've done. I've been trying to live my own way. And I think it's time to start living his way. That sounds great. Sign me up. Well, I can't just sign you up. I got to tell you first about the blood. Do you know about the blood? Can I take you back to Good Friday? Many of you celebrated about what Jesus did on that cross. Can I tell you about the blood? You know, for those that live in South Florida, about every day, once or twice a day, you have to swerve around some type, some type of dead animal in the street. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I got dead raccoons on the street. There's, like, dead iguanas. There's... There's dead, uh, what, else, what else do you see on the street? There's ducks, possums. I mean, I was on Cocoa Beach area and I had to swerve around a dead alligator. I was like, you know, you're in South Florida. If there are dead alligators on the street, maybe you don't live from here and maybe it's like uh, moose or something like that. I don't know, but um, there, there, there's always, it's a common thing to see an animal killed on the side of the road with blood everywhere. Can I tell you that it wasn't just common now, but it was common a long, long time ago. It was common to see a dead animal with a bunch of blood everywhere, not on the side of the road, but on the altar. And it wasn't because we accidentally ran over an animal with you know, our chariot. Um, no, God required you to sacrifice an animal because of your mistakes. In fact, if you've ever started reading the Bible, you get to Genesis and you're like, man, this is great. You get to Exodus and you're like, this is great. And then you get to Leviticus and you're like, this is crazy. What am I reading? I might as well be back in history class. This is boring. The Bible's not boring, by the way. I'm just saying that's sometimes our perception when we get to Leviticus. But that whole book talks about the requirements and the procedure of sacrificing an animal. And so for you that had made mistakes yesterday, for some of you who had made, made a mistake last night, for some of you who, who, uh, who, who, who lied this morning as you got up, some of you who had some aggression on the way to church because some idiot cut you off in front of you and then you had to, you had to confess, you had to sacrifice an animal because of that. Anybody thankful that we don't have to do that anymore? Sacrifice, for those that have pets, could you imagine? Some of you were like, I, I could, can't imagine. Yeah, actually, that'd be pretty good. We don't have to do that anymore because of what would take place. Many years after Leviticus, what would take place? There, there was going to be somebody who was going to show up on the scene, and his name was Jesus, Yeshua. His cousin, John the Baptist, was baptizing people, and in John chapter 1, verse 29, he said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. 
the sense of the world. You don't have to turn on the news to find out this world is messed up, jacked up, screwed up. We got a lot of issues because we got a lot of imperfect people. Anybody imperfect in this room? Anybody imperfect online? Man, I got two hands raised. There is a lot of issues here on this earth. It's full of death. It's full of murder. It's full of lust. It's full of greed. It's full of adultery. It's full of shame. It's full of guilt. It's full of pain. Do you know that the Bible says that the enemy is the ruler of this world? The enemy? Satan. So we're all doomed. Yes. You're all doomed. And that's what I told my son in the car. I said, you're doomed because of what you did last night. You're done. And then, you know, he starts crying. And I have, to, I have to finish the story because sure, we're doomed. There is a punishment. Just like if you speed, there's a punishment. Just like if you run a red light, there's a punishment. Although, officer, that light was not red when I ran it. That's always what I will say. There is a punishment. But we're not doomed because there's hope. There's hope today. There's hope, and his name is Jesus. And John said that he was the Lamb of God. You know, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, Now in Christ Jesus, you were once far away. Some of you remember that day. You were once far where you couldn't even hear or see God. Church wasn't even a thing for you like my brother Kevin. Church wasn't even something he would consider attending. Yet he was far away. But because of the blood of Jesus, you have been brought near. Somebody say near. You've been brought near. Because of the blood of Jesus, you have been brought near. Because of what Jesus did on that cross on Calvary all those years ago. He died on the cross. He would take a beating for you so that you can be brought near to God, so that you could belong to God, so that you could be under God. And the scripture says that he will take care of you, he will protect you, he will feed you, he will shelter you, he will promise you that you will have not just a past forgiven, a purpose for living, but you will have a home in heaven. Is anybody thankful today that your past has been forgiven, you got a purpose now, and you have a home for eternity? I don't have to wonder anymore if six feet under is where I'm going to remain. I know now that I will be in eternity living in a home in heaven for the rest of my life because he rose. I can rise, but you have to know about the blood of Jesus. Do you know? Some of you may have showed up today and you had no intentions of giving your heart to Jesus, no intentions of surrendering your life to Jesus. But here you are. How will you respond? How will you respond? How will you respond to Jesus? It's interesting that he never said, remember me at my resurrection, which is what we're going to celebrate. He never said, remember me at my birth. But he said, remember me for what I did for you on that cross. Remember me. Remember the bleeding that I took. Remember the, the wounds that I bore. Remember me. How will you respond to him today? If you're a believer in this room, then man, you're very grateful for what he did. And you're very grateful for what he's going to do. But if you're not today and you're here and you're under the sound of my voice, can I remind you that back in the day, a drop of blood from an animal would spare you temporarily. But today, today, a drop of blood of Jesus will spare you eternally. 
You may be walking in addiction today, but you don't have to walk in addiction tomorrow. You may be walking in shame today, but you don't have to be walking in shame tomorrow. You may be enslaved by the generational curses that have been brought down from your family members, but you don't have to be enslaved to that tomorrow. You can be free. Somebody say, I'm free. Come on, you can be free. You don't have to be who you were. God is creating something new in you. But it was only by the blood of Jesus that you have been brought near. If you've been saved for a long time, it was only by the blood of Jesus that you have been brought here. So how will you respond? What will you do? Will you say, God, I'm all in? Will you say, God, I'm ready to begin a relationship with you today? Will you, will you pick up your cross, as Jesus said in the Bible? He said, I need you to pick up your cross because this will be a life. There's going to be some suffering in it. There's going to be some suffering. So pick up your cross and follow me. Charles Spurgeon said, there are no crown wearers in heaven who are not cross bearers here below. How will you respond to Jesus? Before I move on, I want to pray for you today. If you're in this room and you're saying, you know what, Jacob, I, God has been working on me and, and I showed up into this place and all of a sudden there's something different that, that I'm experiencing. There's something different that I'm feeling and I want to pray for you. And would you consider today beginning a relationship with Jesus? Just like many of us have done years ago, some recently, we said, you know what, I'm just done living for myself. I'm done living for the pleasures of this world. There's no purpose in that. And the purpose and the satisfaction that I gain in that is only temporarily. I only feel it for a little bit and then I need another hit. I only feel it for a little bit, then I need another drink. I only feel it for a little bit, then I need another high. I only feel it for a little bit, then I need another person. Can I tell you today that you can be satisfied in Jesus because he is your sustainer? And so if you want to be changed, if you want to be saved, if you want to surrender your heart to God, can I pray for you? How can you celebrate the power of his resurrection if you don't know about his blood and what he's done for you? So let me pray for you with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you're in this, this room, if you're watching and online, if you're saying, Jacob, you know what? It's time, it's time. It's time I stop living for myself and start living for God. I don't know all the answers, that's okay, but I'm gonna start living for God. I don't know what to do, but that's okay. I'm gonna start living for God today. I want to pray a prayer, and this prayer isn't magical, it didn't just didn't save you, but it's this moment where you're saying, I am a sinner. And while you were a sinner, Christ died for you so you could be saved. Believe in him and you will be saved. Repent of your sins. And so would you repeat this prayer after me? Just, just you and me right here. Church, I want us to all do it, but this is between you and the Lord. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Make me a new creation. The old is gone, and the new is here. Today, I will serve you. I will follow you for all of my days, because today, you are my father, and I am your child. In Jesus' name, can we celebrate those who said that prayer? Can we celebrate those online? Welcome to the family. But I can't stop there because I got to tell you about the power of the resurrection. I got to tell you about what happens next because this is the best part. Because I, you're only here today because of what happened next. Jesus would die on that cross. He'd be put in a tomb. And on the third day, come on, somebody, on the third day, he, would, he was dead as a stone. But on the third day, he would rise again. He would get out from that grave. He would rise so we could rise. He would rise so you don't have to live in bondage anymore. He would rise so you don't have to live in fear anymore. He would rise so when we die one day, we could live. 
for eternity. There's a passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17. I know you're looking at his Bible and you're thinking, he hadn't even opened that. It's all in here, <laughs> only the ones that I put on the, on the notes. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17, this is what it says. And if Christ had not been raised, then your faith, somebody say my faith, is futile. You would be still in your sins. Goes on to say this in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, then He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His spirits because He lives in you. Anybody thankful that He lives in you? Come on. John 11 35. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Whoever believes in me, yet you will die, you will surely live. Man, I am so thankful that because of what he did, I can live. Because of what he did, I don't have to walk in fear. Because of what he did, I can be assured that my past is forgiven, that I can have a purpose for living, and that I can have a home in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, because you live. I can live, Father. I can live. I'm not who I was. I'm not who I was. I am who you said I am. I'm a son. Some of you are still living as slaves, but you're no longer a slave. You're a son. Some of you are living in bondage, but you're a daughter. You're free. You're free. Because he lives, I can live. Reminds me of a song we used to sing a long, long time ago. It was like this. Because he lives. Yes. I can face tomorrow. Come on. Because he Yes. All fear. All fear is gone. Because I know. Because I know. Oh, he holds the fuse. And life is worth. And life is. Come on, if you believe that today, would you stand to your feet? Come on, sing because he lives. Yes, Jesus. Yes, come on. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives. Hallelujah. All fear is gone because I know. Because I know. He holds the future. to this podcast. If this has blessed you, would you consider giving a financial gift to help bring this message to more people? You can do that at vlcministries.com slash give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Here's what we believe. Living God's way 
everywhere, every way, every day. We love you and God bless.